This episode of the Hashtag Dadswag Podcast is sponsored by Dadbot Apparel. Whether I'm in the gym, clanging and banging, out on the town with the wifey, or at the house maxing and relaxing, Dadbot Apparel always keeps my dad swag right. And ladies, they didn't forget about you. Visit dadbotapparel.com and check out their mom bod line as well. Stay tuned till the end of this episode for a special offer. Hey, this is R-Dub from Sunday Night Slow Jams, and you're listening to Hashtag Dadswag, the swaggiest place on earth. For all fathers and father figures alike. And now, here's your host, my brother, JC. Yes, yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. In the Bay Area, we like to say, yay, when things feel good, man. And this feels so good to be back behind the mic with you guys, catching vibes, man. I've missed you. I've missed this. I've missed this time. And honestly, man, it's been way too long. This is way past overdue, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But I know 2020 was crazy. I know 2021 didn't start off the greatest, but... I pray that you and your family are in the best of health, and I'm so appreciative, and I thank you so much for tuning in once again, or for the first time, and spending this time with me. You know what's crazy, man, is I've written this episode a hundred times since January. January was the last time I recorded and released an episode. January. (laughs) Could you imagine if a company shut down for six months? Well, I mean... Before COVID, it's probably something we couldn't fathom, but in today's climate, it's not too far-fetched because, unfortunately, a lot of people have lost their jobs and lost their companies, and some people are bouncing back. But uh, for those of you who have reached out via DM or messenger, email, carrier pigeon, (laughs) however you got in touch with me, I've been so blessed that some of my fellow podcast hosts have dropped shout outs on their personal shows, asking when the show's gonna come back or showing love. All of that, man. All of that love and support does not go unnoticed and it certainly does not go unappreciated. Bro, what happened? What's good? Is your family good? Are you good? Are you done podcasting? Are you done with the show? I need my weekly dose. I hope you ain't done. What happened? For about five months, man, I dreaded this question because I knew that if I was going to come back I would have to face the music eventually in one way or another and so here I am what happened um just to be completely honest man I got in my own way I got in my own head started overthinking things um started putting a lot of pressure on myself and then it just didn't become fun anymore and uh you know 2021 kind of started out rough for your boy as I'm sure it did for a lot of you, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple months into 2021, I lost my grandfather. And then I just started building excuse after excuse of why I was going to push this episode out or, you know, I was going to do it next week, or I was going to do it next week. And then <laughs> next week turned into six months before I knew it. And another thing that I experienced was like podcaster fraud or um, even dad guilt, because um, I realized at times I was so busy talking and posting about fatherhood on my social media platforms or you know um, trying to get another episode out that I wasn't living it the way I should have or could have been 
Now, was I active and involved? Of course, I love my kids. You guys, you know, see me on the gram. You guys, you know, see how much I post about my kids and my wife. Was I not active and involved? Of course not. Of course not. Never that. But I could always do more, right? And I just felt like, who am I to tell these guys to be active and involved in their children's lives when I'm sitting behind a computer or I'm, you know, posting you know, this topic or this picture, you know, um, I just felt like I was taking time away from my family. And I started feeling really guilty about that. And along with all that guilt I was feeling, I started questioning myself, doubting myself. I started questioning my content and doubting my content. And then that forced me to question if I still wanted to do this, did I still want to continue podcasting? And you know, I don't have a production team or a podcast producer behind me to help me edit all this, you know, um, a lot of us don't. A lot of us don't, um, but I have a computer, I have a portable studio my wife got me, I have my mic, I have my truth and my story. What I am passionate about, however, is fatherhood and being a father. What I am passionate about is being the manifestation and the evidence that iron sharpens iron. What I am passionate about is changing the narrative of fatherhood by changing the perception of fathers and father figures. So, after an unexpected and relatively unplanned hiatus, it feels so good to say once again, what's good, Dadswap peeps? You tune into the hashtag Dadswap podcast. I am your host, JC, and as always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be here with you once again, and this time, I ain't going nowhere. If this is your first time rocking, then welcome. If you're a returning listener, then welcome home. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Well, that means you missed season one. Welcome to season two, episode one. However, one thing you're going to learn here is that good, bad, or indifferent, here at Hashtag Dasway, I'm always going to keep it 100. I'm always going to keep it real. I'm always going to be open, honest, and transparent. You know, I said in the beginning of the episode that I've written this episode a hundred (laughs) times. Truth be told, as many times as I put pen to paper, I've never gotten past the intro. So as I was trying to figure out today's topic and what I wanted to talk about, how I would open up season two, the show kind of started writing itself. So I decided to drop today's topic with a confession. Okay, here it is. My confession. I am consistently inconsistent. Enter bomb drop sound here. No, but seriously, I am consistently inconsistent as I'm sure many of you are if you're honest with yourself now does that make me a bad husband or a bad father no but it does make me a flawed husband and a flawed father and that's okay because it comes with being human and i've never claimed to be perfect or have it all figured out okay so before we look at the parenting aspect of inconsistency let's just real quick look at a a few ways I've either personally been or have dealt with inconsistencies in my life. For starters, let's look at my childhood. My childhood was incredibly, I mean wildly inconsistent from my living situation to my parents, to my parent my parents' parenting styles, to my parents' love interest or husband or wife. Nothing in my life in that period was consistent. And it always seemed to feel like when things would start feeling too consistent, 
or things started to feel too good or quote unquote normal, (laughs) something crazy would always happen that would change the course of my comfort and make things inconsistent again. But let's pump the brakes right there. At least for this episode, I won't go back through the events of my childhood. I will say this one last time for my first time listeners. If you want a more in-depth look at my upbringing and um, my childhood story, then I encourage you to go back to season one and uh, listen because there's a lot of information there. and You get a better understanding of who I am and what this is all about, where all of this stems from. But over time, through my adolescence, my adulthood, and especially, especially during the pandemic, I've noticed some of these same inconsistent tendencies that my parents had, these these traits that my parents had in my own life as a man, as a husband, and as a father. For example, when I got home from prison, it felt like the only honest job that I can get was being a car detailer. And over the course of two and a half years, becoming a supervisor, things started to feel too comfortable, and that made me uncomfortable. I wasn't used to that stability. I was unfamiliar with consistency, and I found myself at times looking for a way out. Now, aside of my 9 to 5, some of you guys know I had a pretty dope music career. But as fun as that was, I have to admit, I'm thankful that it was as inconsistent as it was. And I thank God that he put some of the roadblocks he put in front of me um, so that I didn't progress further into the industry. Because honestly, I was in a three-way tug and pull. I was being pulled between who I was, who I wanted to be, and who God was calling me to be. But as I was dealing with that struggle between flesh and spirit, or um, fame and favor, or another way I like to put it, purpose and popularity, that struggle was causing hardships in my career, and most importantly, my relationship, due to the inconsistencies that I was given to each. See, the world and the entertainment community needed me to be a sex symbol, but my home needed me to be a symbol of security and stability. You see, my wife, girlfriend then, wife now, my wife needed a partner, but more times than she deserved, I was a problem. You know, it's hard, but when I think about it, it doesn't take too much brain power, and I don't have to dig too deep to recognize my shortcomings. I mean, The shortcomings of inconsistency for me is actually in the definition. The definition, according to Webster, is not persistent, lacking firmness of constitution or character, and lacking harmony of conduct. (laughs) I mean, that's everything that I was showing in profession in my personal life. You know, I didn't have to look hard. I just needed to be willing to look. And most importantly, I had to be honest with what I saw. Now, when it comes to parenting, I think a common mistake we make when it comes to inconsistency is leniency. Now, don't get me wrong. Leniency can at times be graceful. By definition, leniency is showing more mercy or being more tolerant in a situation than expected. But in all honesty, leniency is still a form of parenting inconsistency. I mean, for real, in all honesty, If somebody calls you lenient or says your parents are lenient, they're not saying that they're a bad parent or you're a bad parent. What they're really saying is that you got away with more stuff than you should have gotten away with. And again, full transparency, I'll be the first to tell you that I am terrible at this, but I'm working on it 
and I'm getting better. You know, I, I find it easier to keep a promise when it's something fun and rewarding. It's when it comes to the discipline that things kind of get shaky, right? You know, your child's acting up all day. You tell them you're not going to get dessert or you're going to go to your room. You're going to go to the corner. You're going to go take a nap and they don't shape up or they shape up for a minute. And then you figure out a way to justify either giving him that dessert or her that dessert or, you know, not sending them to the room or following through, you know, a, a good verse one of my favorite verses that that alludes to inconsistency in the Bible is actually Matthew 5:37 where it says let your yeses be your yeses and your no no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Okay. A little heavy on the evil one part. But at the same time is it like shouldn't we be looking at our fatherhood journeys as heavy and not a heavy burden, but a heavy responsibility. It's something we need to take seriously. You know, it's crazy is that over the course of a year, my kids have become very, very expressive. You know, when I would notice my previous inconsistency traits, I'd have to sit down and think about it, you know, after I did or didn't carry through with the discipline or whatever I said I was going to do. I'd be sitting down, I'd be thinking about how I could have handled it differently or what I could have done, and I'd realize, yeah, I didn't follow through with what I said I was going to do. But now, now... I notice my inconsistency on a spot. It's on their faces. It's the, you didn't get mad at me yesterday face. Or the, you didn't do all this yesterday face. I didn't go on time out for this yesterday when I did this. I didn't have to go to my room. I still got dessert. And they giving me a face like, get it together, bruh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like So they're very expressive. And now I have to hone in and make sure that my yeses are yeses and my noes are noes. And I was just thinking about this. You know what I've gotten good at? <laughs> I've worked on it and I've gotten great at it is straight up counting. Just counting, right? One, two, three. Because I was notorious for the one, two. If I get to three, you're in trouble. If I get to three, you're in trouble. One, two. <laughs> I've even gone as far as to do the two and a half, two and three quarters. But I never wanted to get to three. My intentions were never to get to three because I didn't want to have to follow through with the consequence at the end of that countdown. So now that I've recognized and I've acknowledged these character traits that I don't want to define me and I don't want to have any effect or influence on me as a man, as a husband, as a father, I'm learning how to rid myself more and more of inconsistency by being more and more intentional. Because when you do something intentional with purpose, it's easy to remain consistent. Okay, so real quick, let's look at the power that consistency has in our lives. Um, so let's look at, uh, the word measurement, right? In life, albeit personal aspirations, um, marriage, relationships, and of course, fatherhood, consistency is how we measure what works or doesn't work because you have to do something for a long enough period of time to measure the value or effectiveness 
I mean, whether it be a discipline, whether it be potty training, um, whether it be uh, weaning or uh, feeding, like you have to do something long enough to measure if this works. If you start something and then you stop, well, then you kind of have to start all over again. And that doesn't allow you to gauge or measure the effectiveness of your your process or um, your system. But uh, when you have a good enough measurement, when you've done something for long enough and you can assess if it works or it doesn't work, you can make minor tweaks and, um, you know, try to figure out where the chink in the chain is and then adjust from there instead of throwing the whole system out or doing like a whole rebuild or overhaul. Next, let's look at accountability. It's a very big word with an even bigger concept and it's important because your accountability directly affects your family. Consistency makes you accountable. When we consistently do or say something, when our yeses are our yeses and our noes are our noes, and we say and do those things consistently, and then we follow that up with the appropriate actions, we build accountability, or as I like to call it, reliability. Good, bad, or indifferent, if I say I'm going to do something or I'm not going to do something, my level of consistency in my actions increases or decreases my accountability or my reliability in that situation. Okay, so we have measurement and we have accountability. Next, let's look at reputation. You know, before I had a family, um, <laughs> my reputation was everything to me. And then when I wised up and grew up, um, I can care less about my reputation in public. As long as my reputation with my family is in good standing and the way I build that reputation is through consistency. Consistency tells them if I'm going to show up time after time after time again, if I'm going to be there, not just physically be there, but be present in the moment when they need me, when they want me, when they ask for me, when they're looking for me, am I going to show up? My reputation tells my family, and on the flip side, my family can say about my reputation that I was always the dad or I was always the husband that was always reliable, that was always there when they needed me, when they wanted me, in any and every way that I could be. Okay, so number one, measurement. Number two, accountability. Number three, reputation. Number four, last but not least, message. Consistency maintains your message. Earlier when I was talking about discipline, I was saying how leniency can be a form of grace. Now, you can still show grace and be fair. You can still show grace and be steadfast in your decision, in your, in your response. You can still show grace and be truthful. There's a, an amazing sermon by Pastor Robert Madu called The Balance Between Grace and Truth. I suggest you YouTube that thing and really soak it up because it's an amazing message. But it's true. As people who are husbands and wives and parents, we have to find a balance between grace and truth. And what that looks like is, I love you. That's the grace. The truth is there's still consequences for your actions. I love you and I'm still here for you. I love you and you're not alone. That's the balance between grace and truth that we need. You see, the results may change based on the situation, good, bad, or indifferent. 
However, the message remains consistent. I love you. And that's first, foremost, and always. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Now, when I opened this episode, I opened it by saying that I am consistent at being inconsistent. But that doesn't mean that I'm saying I'm inconsistent about everything all the time. I'm just saying that I'm inconsistent more than I want to be. And I acknowledge that about myself. I realize that about myself. And I'm working damn hard to change it. And I'm working so hard at it because I don't want this to be a character trait that I passed on to my boys. I'm working so hard at it that I challenge myself. I put myself through a test to prove that I can remain consistent and stay the course. Now, if you're a returning listener, you know that I suffered a really bad injury, really scary injury, five days before the official shelter-in-place mandate. And let me tell you something, man. My health took a hit. And I don't mean just my physical health. I mean my overall health, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, was obliterated months and months of going down this rabbit hole of depression put me in the worst shape i have ever been in my life if you know me you know i've always been an athlete martial arts football basketball um, done spartan races i've always been into fitness so for me to gain this much weight for me to be this unhealthy was just the worst blow not just to my pride but like i said my spirit my mental my emotional and of course my physical when i started my recovery journey and the journey to get myself out of this hole that i've lowered myself in i attacked my mental spiritual and emotional wellness first and on june 25th I dropped the first episode of the Hashtag Dad's Wife podcast. That's right, mic check, mic check, check your calendars. Today is the one year anniversary of the Hashtag Dad's Wife podcast. And as the show started to grow, and as the influence started to grow, I started feeling better about those aspects of my wellness. But that still left my physical And week after week, I was encouraging you guys to be active and involved fathers. But me, man, I was barely active. I was active in their life. But, I mean, in this case, I'm talking about physically being active. I was barely active. My kids wanted to run around the house. I was out of breath. My kids wanted to run around the park. I needed an ambulance. Like, (laughs) I was not in good shape. But because I had taken care of... The mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness, I was ready. I had the mental fortitude to say, I cannot do this. I cannot live like this. I cannot be this man for my children. I have to do something about this. And you know the saying, man, God may not come when you want him, but he's always on time, and his timing couldn't have been better. I was searching for a solution. I was desperately in need of a change of a spark and he sent me a solution in the form of a team shout out to matt wilbur the owner of the finish rebellion all my fellow rebels and of course my coach angel this 
team, this community was God sent because I was looking for a solution. The solution that I had planned on didn't work out. This solution came and it was a no-brainer for me. I knew that it was something I had to take advantage of. They pushed me. They encouraged me. They empowered me. And this was my opportunity to prove to myself that I could remain consistent. And let me toot my own horn real quick because your boy been killing it. I've been killing it, y'all. Like, I've really dedicated myself to this. I've encouraged you guys to be active and involved and be the best versions of yourself for your families. But I wasn't the best version of myself physically. I was working on the mental and the spiritual and emotional aspect. And I felt like I had... Um, I had got that under control, but now the physical brings this whole thing full circle for me. Now, in this episode, I won't go into any stats because I do plan to have Matt and Angel on the live podcast at a later date, so stay tuned for that. But I will say this, that I've done this long enough now that I can measure my success and what works for me and doesn't work for me. My accountability to this team is through my consistency. They know that I'm dependable. They know that I'm logging in my my meal plan, my my uh, my kcals, and all that. My workouts. They know that I'm gonna do that. My reputation is that of a beast. I'm a problem, and my message is this sucks, but I'm still here. I learned through this whole process that. I can't be consistent in one aspect of my life and then be okay being inconsistent in others. It doesn't work that way. I got to stay consistent across the board. Now, do I get it right all the time? Hell no, man. I'm not perfect. But does that mean I stop trying? Absolutely not. I'll never be perfect, but that doesn't mean I can't strive for perfection. So I try to be as consistent in every aspect of my life going forward. And that even includes being a podcast host. Man, that's it. That's it for this week, man. That's all I have. If you don't take anything from this episode, just remember, let your yeses be your yeses and your noes be your noes. And if you were feeling this message, And you're looking for other men to put around you to empower you and build you up and to uh, help guide your fatherhood journey. Look below. I've attached other guys who are being the best versions of themselves for their families. Some podcasters, some influencers, all fathers. Always remember, man. Iron sharpens iron. Till next time. Love and blessings to you and yours. From me and mine. You made it to the end. Thank you for that. Welcome to season two of the hashtag Dadswag podcast. As I said in the beginning, this episode is sponsored by Dad Bought Apparel. Visit dadboughtapparel.com and use promo code hashtag, that's the symbol, hashtag dadswag at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. And when you get your do flip and your new drip, make sure to tag us 
in your photos. That's Dad Swag Podcast on IG and Dad Bod Apparel. That's D A D B O D underscore apparel. And let me see your Dad Swag.